0: A Karen thinks I know nothing about business because I'm a woman and demands to be served by a man. But I am the department manager. So when a man does come to serve her, he has to come to me because I'm his manager. And the Karen did not like that one bit. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I work in a hardware store and a woman who was one of our customers demanded to speak to a male employee because she thought that I couldn't do my job. So I maliciously complied. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. This happened 16 years ago. When I was about 20 years old, I was a department manager in a big box hardware store. People said I acted 25, but I didn't even look 18. As a young female, I saw my fair amount of discrimination, but the worst always came from women. This is the story of one such woman. I managed the paint department. I had three associates who worked for me. They loved me as a boss because I bought them a department radio, took the shifts they didn't want, worked Friday close and Saturday mid so my two younger guys could have time to have fun on Friday nights and the older gentleman took early Saturday morning so they could sleep off their fun. In trade I gave the older gentleman his ideal schedule. My team was awesome. One day I was in the department alone and a lady came up and asked me where she could find the five gallon oil-based primer. I let her know that my location didn't carry the five gallon size of that primer. She told me that we did and said that it was shelved right there, suggesting that I was too stupid to remember. Her husband gave me an apologetic look. I let her know that another location had what she was looking for and that it was in fact in that exact location at that store. She let me know how stupid she thought I was for thinking that she could mix up stores. Then she began yelling and loudly insisting that I get a man out there to help her because she wanted someone competent and not a stupid little girl. Her husband actually tried to step in at that point but I just smiled at her and let her know that a male paint associate would be clocking in any Minute and that I would be happy to direct him to her as soon as he is on the clock. I smiled and waited for Joe to clock in. Joe was great and I knew he could handle this, or I wouldn't have put him in the situation. But Joe was also new. He was learning things super quick, but still relied on the rest of us for help. When I saw Joe walking up, I quickly said that there was a customer who needed help. I let him know that she was upset and asked him to do his best to answer her questions. Joe walked up to the lady, and she said, "Oh, finally a man." She. Asked her question, explained where the product should be, and waited. Joe calmly let her know that he had never seen us carry five gallon sizes of that oil based primer, but he said that he could check with the paint department manager. She was happy and loudly said that she was happy to get some real help. Joe walked up to me and started to ask me about five gallon oil based primers. The lady quickly walked up and asked him what he was doing. He turned around and said, This is my manager. She runs this department. The husband laughed out loud. The woman stormed off and I bought Joe lunch. Was I the jerk? It's a shame that the OP has to deal with people like this and it's kind of surprising that according to the OP the worst of this type of discrimination always seems to come from other women. I think a lot of people would probably assume that a woman wouldn't have these sort of assumptions and stereotypes about other women but according to the OP that's the most common scenario for this type of situation to happen. It sounds like the guy this lady came with her husband is used to seeing this because he was already trying to mouth an apology and at the end he just bursts out laughing at his wife for how foolish she seemed by acting like this. So if you are in this situation, let me know how you would have handled this down below And jerk or not a jerk and why. A bank customer did not expect her to be the manager. In my first banking job, the branch manager was a 23 year old Asian woman. The branch office I worked in is in a wealthy neighborhood with mostly white retirees. We had a lot of sweet little old ladies who just love coming into our branch because out of the six people working there, it was all women and one man and the one man was a bank teller. So all the bankers and the manager and the assistant manager were all young women. We did not do this on purpose and it was only like this for a few months. But the old ladies loved it because back in their day women were the secretaries and not the bankers. Anyway, some of the little old men did not care for it as much. One time this man comes in storming, pissed off about a $3 charge on his account and says I want to speak to your manager. Is he in? I looked at him and said our manager is here. Let me call Her. The look on his face when he saw our bombshell of a manager come strutting out to meet with him was priceless. Somebody followed up with a story that said, dude, I get this. We occasionally have this old dude who comes into our bank who refuses to work with women. The problem is, our manager was a woman and had no sympathy for the sexist dude. Our new manager is a flamboyantly gay guy, so I'm sure that will come with its own fun times. There's a lot of people that are just stuck in their own ways of thinking, like in both of these stories. In the first one, the old man doesn't want to speak to the woman manager because he's used to the Managers being men, but at a certain point, if he's going to get anything done in that bank, he's going to have to accept that that's how it is, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. It shouldn't matter what the gender of the manager at that bank is, because either way, they're probably going to help you out with whatever you need. But let me know if you've ever seen any situations like this. Give me the money you put aside for your baby, because you might still miscarry. So two years ago, I got pregnant for the first time. Chris, my husband, and I told our families, and Rory, Chris's dad, my father-in-law, was overjoyed at the idea of a grandchild, and at Lisa's suggestion. Lisa is Chris's mom, my mother-in-law. Rory, my father-in-law, gave me and Chris a check for 1,000 pounds. He said this was to pay for a nursery and the rest should be kept safe until the baby was 18. Shortly after this, when I was at about 12 weeks, I had a miscarriage. We tried to give Rory his money back, but he asked if we were ever going to try again. We said someday, but not anytime soon. Rory said to put the money in a savings account and add to it so that when we do have a baby, we have the money for it. Chris and I agreed, and after that, we made an account, deposited the check, and tried to put in about 10 pounds per week. As it's been two years of regular topping up, the account currently has around 2,500 pounds in it. We've missed a week here or there, but we have never taken money out of it. Chris and I have both been to therapy and agreed to try again. I'm currently four months pregnant. We waited this time until we were both out of the danger zone, a period where miscarriage rates are higher, before we invited our families over to our place and told them over lunch. Everyone seemed really happy for us, except For my brother Tom. I pulled Tom to one side and asked why the long face and he told me that he knew about the baby fund and had been intending to ask me for it. In the conversation after that, Tom said that Sean, my nephew, is going to university in a couple of years. He's 16 now and Tom doesn't feel that maintenance grants will be enough for Sean to live comfortably. These grants are up to 7,500 pounds per year. I said that Sean could get a job and Tom said that he doesn't want Sean working through A-levels because it'll affect his grades. Tom also said that he and his wife, who are both in their mid-30s, had Sean at the time when they would have gone to university so they couldn't go. And because of this, it's important to them that Sean goes. He figured as me and Chris are on a £10 per hour, and Tom and his wife are on a £9 per hour, this means that we automatically have money to burn. I replied that the baby fund was, shockingly enough, for my baby. Tom then said, I figured you, you know, the last time, then this one, it isn't a done deal yet. I told him no. Tom then immediately told Kelly, our mom, how I was refusing to give him the baby fund. And now both Tom and my mom, Kelly, are mad because Sean needs the money and we're a family. Sean did not even know Tom was asking me for the money or that the money existed. And for some side clarification, Kelly is my and Tom's mom, Sean's grandmother. Tom and his wife, who isn't relevant to this story, are Sean's parents. This is a story of intergenerational entitlement. So going back to the story, to this day, the only people to ever contribute to the baby fund are Rory with his starter money and me and Chris with our 10 pounds per week and bonuses. We don't even consider that money to be ours anymore. And even when Chris and I were in dire straits and could really have done with some of the money in the fund, we still didn't touch it because as far as we're concerned, that's our baby's money. It turns out that Lisa, my mother-in-law, told Kelly, my mom, about the existence of the baby fund years ago as Kelly makes quite a bit of money. So Lisa, my mother-in-law, thought that Kelly might want to contribute to the fund. Tom complained. to Kelly about not having enough money. So Kelly told Tom about the baby fund and said, What's the harm in asking? Tom and his wife have had 16 years to save up. Me and Chris have never taken a holiday and they go on two per year. And then when they realized they had no savings left, they decided to try and take the money that the entire family knows is for mine and Chris's baby while telling me that there's still a chance I'll miscarry since I've already miscarried once. Also, they have a daughter who's about 10. So if I give my current baby fund to Sean and then start rebuilding, there's no way that eight years from now, they won't ask for my new fund for the daughter. Neither kid is entitled, but they could really do with an out to get away from their crazy entitled parents. But if it weren't for them, then we wouldn't even be on speaking terms with Tom. So what should we do? What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. So before I even talk about the actual story, I have no idea why the OP decided to name everyone by their first name in this instead of just saying my mother-in-law, my mother, my father. I thought there was gonna be some purpose to that at the end of this story, but no, it's just a whole lot of names. That's why I kept trying to clarify who was the brother, who was the nephew, etc., etc. So the actual story is a pretty bizarre case of entitlement. Her brother wants the money from their baby fund because he thinks that they might have a miscarriage? That's a pretty dark thought to have and the fact that he had a long face as if he was upset or disappointed that she did get pregnant and didn't have a miscarriage yet is pretty sad. That your own brother would be rooting for you to have a miscarriage because it would mean that he would get some extra money out of it? Or at least that's how he sees it because what logic would possibly make him think that he would get the money from this when this is for the baby fund? Even if his sister, the OP here, did have a miscarriage, what makes him think that they wouldn't try to have another baby? This is the kind of thing that breaks family apart over something as trivial as money in a situation like this. It's sad that the OP even has these kind of people in her life to begin with but at least she does have Rory, her father-in-law, who seems to be one of the few people in the situation that actually care. Even when she had the miscarriage the first time he said you know if you're gonna have another baby just hang on to it until you have that baby and you can use it for that baby. Everything else from the perspective of Tom and the mom is a series of weird mental gymnastics to try and justify this whole thing. So if this happened to you with your own family would you be okay with it? Would you say something? If so let me Know what you would say down below. An entitled mother thinks that she has the right to set up camp in my living room. Here's some background. For my first semester in university, I had decided to live in dorms because they were so close to campus and my scholarship would cover a portion of the housing. These dorms were suite style, so they had five bedrooms with two people in each room, and we all shared a common area in the center. The entitled kid in this story was the only one who knew her roommate beforehand because they had moved here from Texas together. Here's the cast. K is my dorm mate, M is K's roommate. E.M., the entitled mother, is K's squatter mom. R.A. is the resident assistant, and I'm the O.P. So the first day of check in was absolutely insane. With 10 students in each room, we had 80 people on each floor, and the R.A. had to check in each person individually. So we really didn't get time to know each other between the line and unpacking. Everyone's parents were there to help them move and to say goodbye. Our floor was all freshmen. Because of this, nobody really thought twice about the entitled mother still being there that night. My roommate and I went to the opening ceremonies and didn't get home until probably 1am and we were really surprised to see the entitled mother asleep on the couch. We chalked it up to thinking that her flight back to Texas may not be until the next day and just went to bed. That morning we woke up to the most delicious smell of bacon, omelets, and waffles. Everyone slowly filed out of their rooms thinking one of our doormates had made us food before our first day of class. Boy were we wrong. The entitled mother had gone through the fridge and the cupboards taking ingredients from wherever she could find meaning it was our food. As a student with no job at that point, the food she took from me and my other roommates was supposed to last the first couple weeks of school until we could get a job or parents sent some money. All of us were very obviously annoyed, but she seemed completely oblivious to the dirty looks. The entitled mother and Kay were just munching away while their dishes and mess were piled all over the counter. Eventually, M, Kay's roommate, walks out and they excitedly tell her that they made breakfast for her too. We were all dumbfounded, but kept quiet as we hurried to eat cereal or toast. My classes were in the afternoon, so I didn't get back from campus until around 4.30pm. I was expecting the mess to be cleaned and the entitled mother to be gone, but as I walked in the counters were still covered in their dishes and the entitled mother, K, and M were playing on my Xbox. I cleared my throat to get their attention. All I got was a side glance from M who looked like she'd been caught doing something really bad. As I peer further over the couch, I realized they went through all of my tech box to set up my Xbox, leaving everything from my Wii to all of my movies scattered on the ground. I was absolutely livid. I went and unplugged the Xbox in the middle of their game. This made the Entitled Mother completely lose it. You brat! We were in the middle of something! Yeah, in the middle of my stuff. I expect you to put it all away. After hearing that, Kay tried to get up to start clearing my stuff. She couldn't even get all the way off the couch before the Entitled Mother tugged her back down. Kay to you she listens to me maybe ask me before you're assuming you're in charge i didn't feel the need to deal with any more of this nonsense so i gathered all my things and shoved them into my room fast forward two weeks and we have our floor meeting with the ra he explained certain rules like when the quiet hours are and that a guest can only stay two nights consecutively at this point the entitled mother had fully turned our living room into her bedroom by putting sheets on the couch and the whole nine yards k and m shared a glance and ran back to our dorm. The second the meeting was over, I marched up to the RA and tell him that someone has had a guest since the first day of class. He looks absolutely dumbfounded as I lead him to our dorm. When I walk in, K and M are sitting on the couch as if nothing happened and there was no signs of the entitled mother. The RA took Kay into the hallway and they talked for 10 minutes. Apparently she had been begging the entitled mother to leave but she just wouldn't. After hearing the rule, Kay went and told the entitled mother she has 5 minutes to get out or she won't be allowed to live there anymore. That is isn't true but she needed to sound serious. The entitled mother got up and left to drive back to Texas which she could have done at any moment. The real kicker of this story is that there was a bed and breakfast not even 30 yards from the building's entrance. So what should we have done? Part of me wants to think that maybe the entitled mother was really in dire straits and she had nowhere else to go and she's already exhausted all of her other options and this was her last resort before ending up homeless on the street or in an even worse scenario. But right off the bat just the fact that she wakes up the next morning steals all the other students food who most of which don't even have jobs cooks up this big breakfast but only for her M and K makes it seem like that's probably not the case because if she really was she would be laying low trying to stay out of people's way and just not be noticed in general taking other people's food that you live with and eating it is probably the quickest way to make everyone living with you not like you anymore and in the end apparently going back to Texas was an option all along if what K said was true and she's been begging her mom to leave this entire time then I feel bad for K because maybe they have some sort of weird power dynamic where the mother just imposes and Kay can do nothing about it. But let me know how you guys see this situation and how would you have handled it? Let me know down below. Am I the jerk for charging to take photos of the bride? I'm a photographer and one of my family members had sent me a couple that was looking for a wedding photographer. From the get-go, this couple was being very frugal with their money. Since I had sympathy, I cut my prices to help lower that burden. From the get-go, they tried cutting every corner they could to get the most out of me. They wanted to dress up their kid, bring them to their... their engagement shoot so they could also sneak in some family photos. Not cool. I didn't allow it. They booked me for three hours of their wedding and I knew this was going to pose a problem but three was all they could afford and apparently all they needed. Leading up to the wedding I knew that we didn't have any time to spare when it came to the photos. I asked the bride for the itinerary for the wedding and also all must have photos with an example for her to use. The day before the wedding she says there isn't a schedule and we will wing it and the shot list definitely showed that someone did it last minute. The wedding day comes and everything is an unorganized disaster. There were very few moments where the bride and groom could actually be taken away. The wedding was at five on a Friday. I was booked from five to eight. While I'm capturing all the important shots on the list, I'm trying to grab solo photos of the bride and groom, but they don't make time for me. Something was always coming up to where when we were ready to go outside, they would tell me to wait. I even pushed my time to 8.30 because I knew there would be some regret later. So I tell them I'm leaving and I just need a photo of them too. The groom comes out yelling because I've taken him away from the party to take quote stupid pictures and honestly the behavior was grotesque. I took the picture and left. A week passes and I get a text from the bride at 11 p.m. Oh my god I was just having so much fun that I didn't realize we didn't take any solo shots of myself and she didn't because she wouldn't make time to take them because she wouldn't give me a schedule that we could actually work with. So now the bride is requesting that I do a greatly discounted or free bride shoot for her since I didn't get any solo shots from the wedding. Am I the jerk for charging her for these photos? This is a pretty contrived situation. This isn't even the OP's family. It's just some couple that the OP's family recommended to her. And it sounds like the OP's already gone out of their way to give discounts, stay later than was necessary, and worked around a non-existent schedule in order to make this happen. So there's no need to do this for free or at a great discount at all just say how much it costs to do a full bridal shoot and if she wants to do it she'll pay that amount. If not, it's not like other photographers can't do this. It doesn't have to be OP specifically. I think the bride just wants it to be the OP so that it's greatly discounted or free. And speaking about the family member that actually recommended these people, the OP said, trust me, my family member has apologized profusely, especially after their engagement session, which definitely foreshadowed what was going to happen at the wedding, but that's another story. So if you were in the situation, would you see this couple as frugal or entitled? And how how would you handle it jerk or not a jerk and why when you subscribe make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications to finish listening to all the stories in this series use the playlist at the top of the description and next time you live stream use the cream of the crop music search for cream of the stream on spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream it's free cream of the stream either way thanks a lot for listening we'll see you guys next time